Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It is born in the fury of the most violent storms on Earth. It has traveled thousands of miles, building in strength and size. And here, in a remote corner of the planet, some men will not run from its fury. They will ride it. You're not ready for it. I'm ready. So when the wave breaks here, don't be there, or you're gonna get drilled. He's a modern savage. If I say it's safe to surf this beach, Captain, it's safe to surf this beach! What's he searching for? The ride. The ultimate ride. What's up? The only thing surfers have in common with the rest of America is they're unemployed and love crystal meth. Is that a are you have a drink and a beer with a straw? Gosh, fizzy. Fizzy drink. He's pretty excellent. I was like, that kid has made you way too soft already. <laughs> no, um, if, you drink a beer, if you drink alcohol with a straw, you get more drunk. Oh, is that no right? Air. Yeah, you're not breathing any your... air. I mean, that's the old, the old wives' tale, I think. Oh, uh, okay. It's awesome catching up with Kevin and Eric from Beachley. I, we finally got a sponsor, and they were, they were really rad to talk to. They didn't really buy into some of our more ridiculous ideas but but you know i guess they have a business to run yeah and i don't know if you listened to the last episode but if you didn't maybe you can tell them what beach actually is chad oh, not okay. just our sponsor yeah <laughs> no they're just they, they, they really just stood up their whole business just to be our sponsor no uh, uh beachley is a it's a, a box and it comes with about six to eight pieces of premium surfware subscription so box a subscription service it's a subscription service that comes with about six to eight pieces of premium surfwear. So if you think about like, you know, trunks, board shorts, hats, sandals, towels, all the cool shit you really want. But also like jackets and pants, like it's all seasonal, right? So it changes yeah. as the seasons go. Okay. So I'll tell you actually a little bit about the subscription. It's $99. It comes quarterly. It's got the retail value of over $180 or more, and you can cancel any time. They've built a crazy algorithm that kind of forms your style. So they have a 100% retention rate. They've literally never lost a customer. I always ask myself, you know, before we do anything, especially with a new sponsor, like what's in it for us? How do we get paid? And I guess the way we get paid is if you go and you subscribe now and you enter the promo code center, that's C-E-N-T-E-R, uh, we get, uh, a, a, I don't know, some money off of that, right? 20 bucks. It's a couple of coffees 20, each. We yeah. get the 20 bucks or is it, do they get the 20 bucks? No, we get the $20. I don't know how Braun and the guys from Believe divvy that up. Maybe we only end up with five bucks. I think it's like music I gotta management. Think, I got to think really we get shafted. like a buck 50, but that's the buck 50 that I'm willing to take. So uh, yeah, but if you want to subscribe, head over to beach.ly. So beachly, but you put a dot between the L and the Y. B-E-A-C-H dot L-Y. Not .com, I automatically want to say .com, beachly.ly.com, but it's not. <laughs> it's <laughs> not bull.com like we said last time. And if yeah. anybody can confirm or deny or to confirm or, or just confirm that rumor that, that Duma said that Vol, Volcom came from bull.com, I'd really like to know about it. It's pretty awesome. So, um, and uh, just to top it off there, a portion of each sale goes to Heal the Bay Beach Cleanups. So you can not feel guilty about sitting at home and doing nothing while... Uh, the ocean gets eroded with straws and all kinds of other plastics. So what, you're saying, so what you're saying is you'll feel as good as you look. <laughs> all right. That's enough right. uh, selling our soul. Right on. So on to who we've got uh, for this episode. This is episode number 26. I feel like, I feel like we've slowed down a little bit. I guess we're, 
you know, the, the, the baby come in, kind of put a little bit of a... Well, we started we started the same time, I think actually the same week as Scott Galloway's Prof G show. Scott Galloway's yeah. a marketing analyst that I absolutely love. Um, I, I've, all I do is actually just repeat this shit on the show to try yeah. and sound smart. Uh, I'm, in my I'm own words, with an accent. now a little more than him. So I'm re- re- yeah. that, the pivot. But so. we started the same week when he started his Prof G show. He's on now episode, I think, 40. <laughs> so we, <laughs> and between then, we've lost 16 weeks. No, or, no, sorry, dude, I think 14 he's on 32. Weeks. I don't think we're uh, that far behind him. Maybe, oh, really? Maybe, okay. Yeah, Let no, me look right now. That, he's not that deep. Uh, but, but I remember listening there. on Friday. He drops his every Friday. Check it out. It's called the Prop G Show. It's uh, for a lot better information than we distribute business-wise. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's episode, let me see. Shit, it's, uh, hang on, November 1. doesn't say here. Hang on. I got a fire. Oh, here we go. Okay, I'm on. Uh, 24, 25. Okay, 33. 33. So Except we're not too far behind him. And by the way, we've got a whole bunch of these things in the canon right now. So all we got a whole bunch is, of excuses. And a whole bunch of excuses. <laughs> we do actually have one really good excuse. And I think that, but we're going to run out of steam here in about a month with that one. The child? Yeah. Yeah, I'm with child. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now and, actually and, with child and the other excuse is we don't actually make any money from this well until That's, now so well, until, it gets until put on the back came right along now. thank god <laughs> yeah <laughs> so. buying us one coffee at a time oh man i love it so so this this week on the podcast we have a a, a pretty awesome guest his name is sticks well steve nielsen but everybody calls him sticks and and it, chances are if you've seen anybody that you respect and admire with a can of red bull or pbr in their hands, uh, chances are you don't, you don't respect anybody that drinks PBR. <laughs> oh, <laughs> bullshit! That's blue ribbon. Come on, it's just trash. No, I think he'd admit that it's trash. Well, no, he. I mean, I think he. Well, I don't think he. I definitely know that Sticks would not call it trash. But, but, he, and, and I think many skateboarders would would and snowboarders would say it's not trash. Surfers have a, that. That in itself makes it trash. Weirdly, it's, it's trash, low quality beer. It's, it's, it's intentionally beautiful trashy though, which makes <laughs> it cool. Okay. It, it's 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 aware of its trashiness so it's not trying to be oh, so it's self-aware so it's definitely not skating if it's self-aware it exactly oh, it's true you're right it's, it's not trying too hard though so all right so i'm trying to sell pbr and that's yeah. not the intent of this whole thing no, I'm but trying what... to sell sticks sticks was running the pbr uh lifestyle marketing program for a long time as well as the red bull one prior to that now he's at liquid death and we are now huge fans of that brand just in talking to him and just what they're what they've got teed up and and what he's been working on and their messaging and just their whole creative program is just insane so it is awesome the product's great too it's delicious it's it's it comes from austrian alps and so it's real crisp and clean water anyway we'll let sticks tell you more about it and kind of what he's getting into with those guys and who they're working with and how they're standing this brand up and i mean they're already getting orders from what walmart and yeah, yeah they do in less than two years they're doing millions of cans you know they've yeah. been making them and they, they, there's so much strategy behind this even though from the outside it might look like it's just a couple of buddies in a garage making water uh but essentially it's just water and it's such a water is such like a precious resource obviously but in terms of like the branding and every water company you see is so precious and these yeah. guys just went the polar opposite way I and know. that's that's what really attracted me when when you said you knew him to talk to right. this guy well, the Swiss design thing that everybody's got going with all the, you know, like you said, all the water, it's all perfect and beautiful and all these gorgeous like fonts and things. Whereas Liquid Death just, you know, as he was saying, they don't even really try to use the same logo twice, you know, they're just not into it. So they're having a lot of fun and uh, I'll let you hear about it all right now. 
And I guess one last thing. Uh, we just started a raffle for Jeffrey's Bay, trying to raise $30,000 to feed the local township uh, community. Um, what it is, it provides this food from the World Health Organization, and it, it's this nutrient-dense kind of like pup, which feeds the local community. It'll feed them for three months. Mikey February and Britt Merrick have offered up two custom CI boards for you. Plus, you'll get 30 minutes Zoom session with them to order whatever you want. And they'll be like, yeah, you need to be writing this or try this. Or, you know, what if we get you on the happy or you might even be able to convince them to let you get Mikey's model, the twin pin early on. And then Jordy's jumped on him and his dad with Smith shapes. They're offering up two boards in a zoom session too. So there's two prizes. We're going to be adding a lot as the weeks go. It's super easy entry. It's just let's feed J Bay. We'll put it in the uh, copy of this podcast episode, but um, it's $5 raffle per ticket. You can buy as many as you want. And uh, in a month's time, we'll announce the winner. So please go and donate to J Bay. It's a good cause. It just takes one ticket to win. And uh, we'll really appreciate it. And and maybe it's a 501 CK write-off, so you might even get the tax deduction. 501 CK. 501 C3. 501 CK is a perfume, I think. Okay. <laughs> it's All a right. Levi's jean. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 501 CK. Uh, that's the CK Levi's collab that you didn't really yeah, hear exactly. about because you got to be in on that shit. Uh, All right. Anyway, well, here we yeah, go we'll ahead. Dive straight into, I said anyway, we'll dive straight into sticks. God, man, we haven't done this in a while. We're just talking over each other. And it's, just, it's, it's good, though. It's all right. Because the COVID we, numbers have ramped up. We're back apart. That's right. Exactly. And I'm worried yeah. you've got the, I'm worried you got the vid and you can give it to my the, child. So. I got the Rona. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I, dude, I, it's Marie and I just basically stay at home anyway. So I'm, I'm probably the last guy you need to worry about. I'm uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> what do you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I got nothing. I was got nothing to say. <laughs> <It> just, <laughs> roll sticks. <laughs> roll the tape. Uh, roll tape. All right. What's up, fellas? Hey, buddy. Oh, sorry, man. How are you? Oh, just... Uh... A second. We're we're, yeah. we're very well hydrated. Thank you so much for the for all the goodies. Oh, I'm happy to do it. I'm happy yeah. to do it. I um sorry, I just I don't know what it is. Zoom seems to take a while sometimes for me to to log in. So. Oh, dude, don't worry. We we same with us. And like the minute you put turn it on, it, it like just I get the beach ball for like five minutes and then it just yeah, yeah. sorts right. itself out. Yeah. Um. Uh, no worries. I'm stoked you decided to come on with us uh oh, do you yeah, guys know each other i figured you guys had probably met over the years but maybe not um uh damien steve steve damien what's up damien how are you not bad man what about you good man i can't complain that's for yeah. sure yeah where about where are you right now i'm uh i'm based well my home is in evergreen colorado so about uh 45 minutes west of denver so basically you have to pass my house to get to any of the resorts you know, okay. so I, I can be riding in a half an hour. I can be at the airport in an hour. So what, what a pleasure, man. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, I've been here for a, uh, for 20 years and, um, no matter who I've worked with or for, I've, I've just been non-negotiable. I'm going to be here and it's worked now. Now no one has a leg to stand on with everybody working remote, you know? Oh dude, it's, it's actually amazing. Like it's, it's opened up a, a, I think a whole new realm of possibility for a lot of people who otherwise, you know, were so limited by geography. Right. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm reading articles daily, the Wall Street Journal, Bloomberg, everyone. Uh, I mean, it's it's insane. I speak for Colorado. I got to go to Vail this weekend. I mean, all the mountain towns are just overrun now. You know, I mean, the real estate's through the roof. Like, they're. I've heard the same thing for Tahoe, Park City, even Boise, Idaho, for that matter. 
So it's, uh, it's happening. That's for sure. Madness. You know, yeah. like we, we both actually were Duma and I both were in, um, you know, I was in Venice, as you know, for probably, I don't know, 25, 30 years. Yeah. And I sold my house there and we moved up to Topanga and J Damien bought his first house up here. So we're like, we're super far away from anything that's weird, which is awesome. But it's every time I go down into the city, it's just gnarly, man. It's, like, oh, man. Yeah, it's, it's just, it's, it's definitely changed. You know, we were, our office was originally, we were squatting in our DC office right in Santa Monica, which is funny. Mm -hmm. It's right down the street from the Georgian Hotel, which is where I stayed in the early Red Bull days, you know, seven yeah. years ago. And Did you ever run into the ghost there? Speaking of, I mean, this is, this might tie right really well into liquid death. You know what? I, I, other people had claimed that had some little kid at the end of their bed or something, but I, I never saw anything. <laughs> oh, bummer. Did you, ever hear Mod, did you hear Modder's story about it? No, I didn't. Oh, that. dude. One of these days, and I won't, I won't take too much of your time to talk about it, but dude, he, and you know how Modder is. He's just so like, there's no way. The guy's not prone to hyperbole at all. And he said he, he experienced some stuff that freaked him. I mean, it was like the clock was doing stuff. The covers were coming off his bed. Like, really gnarly shit sure it wasn't a bender but I, no. that's kind of my that was my first that was my first guess <laughs> yeah, um, you spent so much time there too and i think about, i remember we were, we were so young the brand that we would sit and do like reviews in like one of the suites and have to sit there and type away because there wasn't any room in the office in santa yeah. monica so it's serendipitous that i were back in santa monica but my point is when you said things have changed and everything is that when I've had, I had uh, headed back when we opened 7-Eleven, um, this is back in August, we were hitting all the stores in Southern California and I stayed right in Santa Monica and it, it's just, it's changed. It, it, in the time from when I was there before the new year to when it's just changed. The vibe, obviously, unfortunately, what's happened with the destruction and the unrest and things like that and the homelessness and it's just a different, it's not the Hollywood or the, 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 the California dream, you know, where you go from those spots, which is unfortunate because it's a beautiful area. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so... There's lots of good culture. There's lots of good stuff, but it just isn't. You're right. It's just, there's something that, and it's funny because it's hard to put your finger on like, what is the source of it? Right. But it is, it has changed down there. And, and I guess, you know, for me, I'm like, I guess I just want to, I, I want to have one. So when I moved up here, I'm like, it sucks down there now. It's officially over. Chad White has moved up to Topanga. Venice is done. Right. Um, and then when Damien came up, it was official because he's actually cool. And and actually had like a whole community. Wait, Venice, so. I'm on the gentrified Topanga front. Yeah, well, <laughs> like we're both Venice on that. Stuff. Yeah, we're on that <laughs> road. We'll ruin this place just like we ruined Venice. Don't worry, yeah. don't worry at all. Where, where, uh, are you from, where, where are you from? Um, I grew up in Cape Town, South Africa. Yeah, it's a Springboks. Yeah, yeah, there you go. When I lived in Australia, I remember that we'd go to the pubs and watch Springboks versus Australia or New Zealand. You know, in uh, rugby. It's one so. of the great one of the great sports rivalries, kind of South Africa, Australia, New Zealand. Yeah. We have the Tri-Nations, which is our own kind of independent tournament, which is, which is really like the World Cup. It's, it's my bucket list to get down there at some point. You know, I Man, you've got to go. It, yeah. It's incredible. You know, since they did that 2012 World Cup, um, they kept the security. And South Africa's always had incredible infrastructure. So we kind of got like first world infrastructure, third world mentality, right? So yeah, it's, I always explain to people, like if you took Venice Beach and put it on Big Sur, that's how Cape Town is. Wow. With like tons of surf and just amazing restaurants and food, and it's still cheap because the currency, you know, the the uh, exchange rate's so big. And the wine country too, I heard is awesome. Unbelievable! Like you could be surfing like a perfect right beach break, getting like you know, get a hundred barrels, and 
literally 10 minutes drive from that beach break here at like one of the world's one of the top like winning award-winning wine farms like literally just up the road and there's and then there's hundreds of them yeah Um, you gotta go man if if you've got a significant other it's there's no better place to go oh yeah for sure you know i go for yeah absolutely remember um really quick when i was at red bull i produced an event called uh, divide and conquer and it was down in durango colorado and it was a mirror of dolomite man which is the longest running red bull event that is basically different uh you know in our case it was kayak mountain bike trail run and paraglide and we did it down there and the uh, the south african uh, office had called me in Johannesburg from saying red bull and said can you come down and do that for us down here and i was going to go down and help them and it was pretty gnarly they're going to have them go off some little spit of land off outside of Cape Town or whatever, but it's like it's shark infested. Like it's crazy, like what they wanted to do. And I ended up kind of falling apart and they couldn't do it because they couldn't get the uh, proper um, approvals, but they wanted to basically copy what I had done up here. And so that was, I was so pumped and going down there and then it got railroaded. You know, yeah, yeah. The only better time to go is when you get somebody else to pay for you. Open some accounts, you know, <laughs> San Francisco's Cape yeah. Town's in a water crisis. You've got to get water there. <laughs> That's oh, right. Yeah. There's no water there. You can None murder, murder a Cape Town's water crisis. No, oh. they're back. Cape Town's oh, back. So it's okay. at like the dams at 100% capacity. But um, people are still like, they still have to, you never know when it's going to happen again. So they're a bit more careful in the kind of water distribution and consumption. Sure. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm glad they're back on track. We, we had a drought out here and we've, we're starting to get some snow and some moisture. We need a bad in Colorado with all the fires. Well, I'm, you got preaching the choir with where you're at. but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting time to be in the water biz. That's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> probably, probably the best time to be in the water biz. It feels like, I mean, with the and we'll get into this like pretty deeply. But that I guess that must be a pretty big difference from being in the in the energy drink biz because it's a probably an easier thing to sell to people. Oh yeah, and and I mean more even more so with with beer. You know, as you recall, it was a path for almost a decade, and I think that, you know, being deemed essential by Amazon was huge <laughs> you know like when they're like we, you know get pushed to the front of the line when the pandemic hit but yeah i mean there's really no excuse we're water i mean we're the healthiest beverage in the world like you i can't give it to anyone you know what i mean we've have mothers sending us videos of pouring it in the their um for their their kids mixing their bottles you know and we have elderly now we have a little careful we're not dropping it at, at like old folks homes it's liquid death you know for the elderly but yeah but but it's you know the floodgates are open no pun intended because there really isn't anything stopping us but what's happened now is when you poke the bear and some of the bigger brands are seeing what we're doing whether it is an energy drink or the soda companies that have a water it, it's part of their overreaching deal they're starting to notice this now we're, we're the be in the bonnet and um mm-hmm. some of these contracts hold water again no pun intended but there's others that they just are flat out we had a situation and i, I won't name where it was or who the brand was but i i've been you know getting product in cans and hands all over the place everywhere and it was a certain facility and everyone was super pumped on it. They posted about it. And an energy drink stepped in and said, take that post down right now. I jumped in. So let me see the contract. Well, there was oh, I know. Else. I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's that kind of thing where they're, we're starting to, you know, in their opinion, we're, we're a threat, you know? And, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, because it's essentially you're selling a lifestyle, right? 100%. And they're selling a lifestyle. They don't really give a shit what's in the can, right? It, it's a, you know, you're selling something that, that is appealing to, to young consumers or to all consumers, I would imagine. Yeah, um, everybody's yeah. got to have a sense of humor about it. I would imagine, uh, you know, I'd think it would just be such an easy thing to, to sell. Yeah. Well, but you know, there's still that people have to touch and feel the can and, you know, really note you know, from a distance, I think it's a beer, you know, it looks like a Guinness. It looks like a Modelo, whatever you want to say, what either of our offerings, 
And, um, you know, once people grab it and I, you know, the funny thing is we found that people, it's an icebreaker for people who are like socially awkward, you know, um, people who go to a, you know, right when COVID hit, we were making some traction in on-premise in the bars and the clubs. And we we're finding that it, it was replacing that glass of water and the lime for people who are sober or designated drivers. And they felt a little more part of the group. It's like the placebo effect, the psychology, you know, that, which is awesome. You know what I mean? That people were, and then bars were like, wow, we can make some good money on this. And so obviously everyone's had to quote unquote pivot with what's going on with pandemic. But, you know, we're talking to live music venues. We're talking to these tours that are hopefully going to come back. And mm -hmm. a lot of them are, are getting a lot of pressure. Like, you know, I've worked with um, Aspen on Winter X Games. This is obviously pre-pandemic. They mm -hmm. banned single use plastic. So they had no choice but to look at my product because we're a woman can, you know, that's infinitely recyclable and it's a great story. And it was a win-win all around um, that I got product at X Games, you know, and then meanwhile, parents are buying for their kids. The kids feel like they're drinking beer and they're doing something naughty. And it's just all around. It was a positive thing, but have mothers say, because of you, my child wants to hydrate. That's pretty cool. Like they, you know, and that was uninitiated, you know, and had a lot of feedback from moms saying, Oh my God, this is a trip. And the other thing is like with our, with our exploding water, as we call it, the sparkling, is the carbonation, you know, I've had a lot of women come to me and say, you know what, I love your sparkling because it's not too carbonated. I can really drink that. They're like they'll mention one of the other brands and say it's too bubbly, it's too carbonated, whatever. I've never really thought of that. But yeah, it's it's uh now it's a matter of okay, we, we have something you can go in anywhere. Unlike an energy drink, which is polarizing, or alcohol, where you gotta be 21 plus, you get a lot of trouble giving that to someone underage. We're now having to step back and go, wow, now we're, we're going after and the focus now is, is not only cans and hands, but but retail. And that's the big focus is getting distribution. You know? Of course. And, and I think that's always the challenge, right? That's always sort of the biggest hurdle. And especially when people start to see you as a threat in the cold vault, you you start to run up against some serious friction, right? Well, they learned our lesson with Red Bull when we launched that cola, if you recall that. Oh, um, and it was amazing. That stuff was so good. So good. But that's when we woke up the giant. We woke up the sleeping giant mm -hmm. and Pepsi and Coke. And they came in and said, you're not getting any real estate at all. And they had the might. I mean, my guy went, what was a Coke bought vitamin water for how many billions? They didn't even move the, their stock price didn't even fluctuate. I mean, it's insane what the money those people have, you know? Yeah. So that was one where I think Dietrich kind of had us, you know, retreat, retreat, you know, it was one where the Red Bull power didn't, that, that we were playing with the big boys at that point. They just sent me some that I still have in the garage. That I, it says organic all over it, which is pretty cool. But I don't know what their, I mean, a lot has changed. I've been at Red Bull since 09. And so their product offering is totally different. You know, they, they only had, the, I think, the 12 ounce can, which was a big deal when I was there. And that was mm -hmm. it. I mean, they, and it was sugar free and it was uh, regular. And that's it. And now they've had to, really, because the American, North American market expand their sizing and whatnot. You know, I, I don't know if you guys have caught wind of this can shortage that's going on with this aluminum. No. Have you heard about that? So there's a, a, a massive shortage of aluminum, but it doesn't affect us because we're canning in Austria. And we have a European size can and it's not usable here in the US. I mean, I guess companies could grab a bunch of that, but then they'd have to go back to their regular sizing again, which totally screw them up. So for us, we've actually pre-ordered with, with, we've got Target coming online in April. We've got Walmart and you can't short those people. We short those people, we'll lose the, the shelf space, you know? So we've already, we put in an order for another how many millions of cans, you know? Um, but it's, you know, it's, it's gnarly. Like, I, especially people staying home and I'm sure you guys see where you're at. You can't find a surfboard. You can't find skate trucks. You can't find bikes, you know, because everybody's outside recreating, right? When now with everyone hoarding and thinking, well, sky's falling, they're, you know, they're stacking up, stocking up on product, you know? Let, let me back you up real quick, uh, I, just for our listeners, because I, I want to make sure that everybody understands kind of who you are. 
um, what we're talking about and the brand and, and all that, like, I'm sure that a lot of people, a lot of our listeners probably know what liquid death is, but a problem, you know, again, it takes a long time for that type of brand awareness to really penetrate. Well, I um, let's, I'll use my personal, just to interject here quickly. I'll use my personal experience. Somebody had sent me a liquid death video, like three years ago, two or three years ago, maybe, or maybe a year ago, right when you guys were just going. Well, we had, it was 2019, beginning of 2019. Okay, yeah. So someone, old. maybe it was Chad then, had sent me this video me. and he was like, check this out. And it was like crazy. And I was like, that's pretty awesome. Fast forward to about a month ago, I was surfing at Strand, went into this cafe. There's this epic little cafe called Strandwich. They make the best sandwiches. It was like nine in the morning, 10 in the morning. We had got up super early and I came out, sat down, ordered a sandwich, got a liquid death because now I'd seen it in the store. It, um, got one and my buddy walked up. He's like, are you drinking a beer? And that was the conversation. That was exactly, I was like, no. And then we started talking about it and became the conversation around a whole, you know, a lunch or a breakfast. I, I love stories like that. Yeah. I mean, I had my, my better half, her best friend's dad was pulled over. We gave him a can after he left the house. He got pulled over by the cops. They thought he was crushing a beer while he's driving. So he literally got pulled over. So the, that is so awesome. Like a selfie with the cop, you know, like they're all laughing, you know, looking at the can. And so that's great. I love stories like that. So, how, yeah, so how, did the, how did the brand come to light? It was actually Mike Cesario is really our founder. He's, well, he's a co-founder, but you know he has a background as a creative. Um, he's worked at agencies, worked at Netflix. And he, uh, the cool thing is Mike and I hit it off from day one um, because we both love punk rock. We both love snowboarding, we both love skateboarding, we both, you know, and surf to a degree. You know, I can't speak for Mike. I'm not super good, but I love it. And um, so literally we were connected by mutual friends. It was one of my best friends from my, my first job. Uh, his brother was one of the initial investors and called and said, dude, you got, this is, I met a guy, you two are gonna hit it off. And, and literally I think Mike and I talked for two and a half hours the first um, time we ever spoke, but he looked at me. It's, it's the reason why I think we, we jibe so well is that previous to being at Liquid Death, that was a Pabst Blue Ruin. And that brand had been kind of, that was more of a revival of a brand. It wasn't launching a new brand, but it was something that was kind of dormant. But the way Mike and I really jived is the fact that I never looked at Paps as a beer brand. I looked at it as a brand. Like you had that can in your hand that was a badge of honor. That was like, you were cooler because you had that can. Mike was like, hallelujah, we're not a water company, we're a brand. And so he'll like bang that drum all day. And the other thing is like me, what I tried to do at Paps was be in the beat of honor of the big beer companies. I did everything they couldn't do and then mess with them at the same time, you know, just goofing around with them. Mike has a real problem with how lame consumer packaged goods are and how, how everyone's just so safe and they stay in their lanes and whatever. And he's just blowing the doors off that. So now I'm slowly building a team internally. He's, he's given me the keys basically and said, build this lifestyle marketing cans and hands. And, and now I'm, I've, I've, I've built this lifestyle marketing team and people from different walks of life to kind of not only step out of their comfort zone, but hey, let's, what are we looking to do to get cans and hands, but have fun doing it. Let's not take ourselves too seriously. But really with the brainchild, I give all the credit to Mike Cesario. He's the one who had the vision on this. He's the one who put the business plan together and all that. And then it was just, he's pulling pieces together and looking at us to build this team. And we went, you know, we went from six people to where I think we're 40 now, you know? So that's kind of the elevator speech, if that answers your question. Totally. And like, cause when I, I think the, the more I look at the brand, the more it feels like it's like a, like a, a really good design student's senior thesis, right? It has all the creativity and all the like, you know, that all the almost innocence. It's a funny thing because it's, it almost has this like, you don't know what you can't do. So just fuck it. Let's go do that. Right. All other brands are, are like you said about CPG, especially everybody's so careful that they, they don't, they don't 
decide, they don't lean in to anything, right? You guys are leaning in so hard to, to the brand, right? I mean, it's because the brand's so well, the architecture of the brand is so good that it's just like, you really kind of can't fuck it up. It's almost like you can't go too far. The, the danger is not going far enough, right? Yeah. You know, I'd imagine that when you guys have creative meetings, it's like, that's maybe not quite liquid death enough. We need to go at that a little harder or more clever or everyone's allowed to cry bs on someone else like or you know what i mean like we laugh about it but it's like let's take it a step further i mean rarely i think if i presented something that has doesn't have another gnarly twist to it by someone you know but it's funny because we it could be an assistant it could be someone on the sales side it could be you know the cool thing is ironically um we brought in a cro and he had been in the beverage industry actually had been at, at red bull too at one point and he's brought in the guys, but the, 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 the people, the guys and girls we have in the field, they're like, you know, for whatever reason, it's like, they're these savages that, and they fit the part and they kind of remind me of my PAPS crew that I had where they're like, you know, fully full sleeves, look the part, love it, but they're really hard workers. They're like, they've got this blue collar mentality where they're not worried about being the cool guy or girl. They just believe in what we're doing. And, and brands are unstoppable. If you have people that you have to have the right product, obviously, but when you have people that believe in the, the common goal and, but yet are given enough, like a wide birth, wide enough birth to like add to it, or there's not anyone low on the totem pole. We don't live because if someone's in the, hitting the streets of Philly or someone's hitting the streets of Portland, they're maybe seeing something we're not going to see. And we want to hear that, you know, and have them, let them have a voice. Cause a lot of times brands say, here's your directive and go, we don't want to tell anyone, this is what liquid death is, we, but we want to have fun doing it. Like if someone's going to say to me, we want to post something like, well, yeah, if you're really, you want to ask like death to plastic, like, you know, murder your thirst, like that's, I'll give you that, but I'm never going to ask you to do anything, you know? So it's really, it's, it's fun to be able to be a part of this. And, and we're, we're, you know, we're to a degree built, you know, building a plane as we're flying it, but I believe we're getting the right people in place. You know, I really do. Does a lot of the creative come down from, from Mike, like directly, and then you guys kind of take, take it and run with it and, and tweak it or like, is it like a directive or is it just like, Hey, fuck, I got a great idea for what a contest or a video or a whatever, an athlete, or how's that kind of come together? You know what? It's a it's a combination. Mike definitely leads the charge, and we do outsource some of our creative for sure. But Mike is so tied into that world that he kind of has people, um, you know, as, as kind of consultants for us, and he has that. But there's not like one agency of note per se, because obviously we get a lot of inquiries about that as well. But um, things are definitely vetted, and usually when when things come out, and we we have a, a weekly call every Monday, and he'll like throw stuff out there, and just by the the amounts like the Brady Bunch, you know, all the little cubes of everyone at Google meets by hit the reaction of everybody. He knows right away if it's like a hit or not, because if it resonates with our group, which is, you know, it's slowly getting to be a tough crew to like really make laugh. You know, we got to have something that's like next level. Then he knows he's onto it. But, you know, we're always having it. Once you start this momentum, as you know, with friends, you've got to kind of keep it going. You don't want to be, you know, just sit there dormant for a while. Like we want to keep having some fun and doing things and doing it in a different way, you know? than that. And fortunately I've seen, I, I think what's I'm finding more and more as I'm building my team, it's, it's knowing what not to do, you know, just avoiding, I'd rather not do it and just pass than do try to do something dumb. And to your point, you know, there's a lot of things that could float around out there that just wouldn't resonate. And we don't, we don't want to be corny. It's kind of like if anyone goes into skateboarding, how many brands have tried to get into skateboarding, non-endemic brands and failed miserably because they did no homework on it. They think they, they, they watch too many YouTubes or whatever, and thought they know how they dress or what people do, and they go in and they just get slaughtered. And you don't get a second chance in skate. You don't. Once you're rejected by skateboarding, you're done. You kind well, of don't get you don't get a first chance in skate usually. <laughs> so. yeah, that's true. But look at some brands that have tried for years, even some of the energy drinks, to be relevant. 
you know, I mean, truthfully, and I'm not taking a shot at anybody. I'm just simply saying, you know, the best, it, it, the, the analogy I use, which I never would want to be as a brand is I don't want to be the rich kid with the pool. And what I mean by that is that you're going to have the brands out there. They're so desperate to have that cool party or that event, the athletes and the attendees, they just want the free bar tab. You're the cool kid, but they don't really respect you. They really don't, you know, does that sound, and I don't want to be one of those brands, you know, we're still startup mode. We're not, we're not, the, we don't have a pool. We might have a, we might have a disposable one we could have for the night, but we don't have, we don't have said pool, but does that make sense? I mean, mm, totally. What, what do you mean? I'm sorry. Go ahead. So, but in two years though, in less than two years, how do you go from you know, starting a brand to having, you know, to a few million can orders at the time? Well, I, it's a, it's a lot, you know, frankly, the, 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 the VC has science, their big win that you guys would probably remember was Dollar Shave Club. So Mike was connected with them. And, you know, long story short, they got behind us and said, all right, I like what you're doing here and help the first round. And we just closed our Series B not too long ago. But I think between that and then getting, again, the right people in place, hiring from the distribution side, like our sale, we brought in a woman who's specifically just for C-stores and got us into 7-Eleven, you know. Now we're concentrating on the speedways of the world, on the checkers of the world, on the holiday stores up in the Midwest. So you need to bring in people who haven't. And, and at the end of the day, it's like you are buying people's network. You know, you're getting in, how can you open doors, you know? And, and in my case, for instance, getting us into events at South by Southwest or Coachella or a lot of, a lot of things were canceled, obviously. I wasn't paying to be there. I just knew that we had a brand that, that was growing and we had a product that every event needs and that's water. You know, and that's kind of the same hustle I had at Paps. Like I knew events needed beer and I would do that. But, but I'm, it's, I always believe in the give and take. It's never like, hey, do this for free. I mean, I always believe in like, hey, what can we do to help each other out here? You know? Yeah. So, and, and I'm contrary to what people think, pallets of water are not cheap and not cheap to ch ship around. Way more than the value of the product inside it. Yeah, well, it can be. Yeah, that, that's, that's a whole other thing. But, but the flip side is, I mean, look what getting cans in hands right now, we have to have people experience the brand and so getting that that's why the focus you just have to have it in hand and see that and realize it's good product and that but so yeah we're eating that for sure but that's super important to us and we know unlike alcohol we can ship it anywhere you know get it there now yes we probably have a few ups and amazon guys screaming us you know, our name in vain for you know blowing their shoulder like your face blowing their yeah. uh, rotator cuff out but um yeah but that's the nature of the beast you know and it, frankly it gets over to a certain amount i just ship a pallet you know what i mean depending on the event and depending on but you know, this day and age with the way freight is, you know, we can get anything anywhere, you know, in a week, you know, and, it, and if it's just a couple of cases, that's, two, you know, a day, two days, but I'm, I'm really flattered that, I mean, what did you, just out of curiosity, you know, obviously I know you from your sauce days and all that. How, how did you find out about the brand? I mean, how did you, I mean, I'm so I actually, I, uh, I'm embarrassingly, I found out about it through your LinkedIn. Oh, really? I follow you on LinkedIn. I think you shared a video and I think it was the original brand video. And so that was it. So it, I was a little insider with it, right? I, 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 and then I shared that with Damien. And, and, but when I first saw it, I was just like, it, it's as a brand guy, as you know, I've got a pretty long <laughs> history with brands, right? As a brand guy, it's just, it's, it's one of those that, you know, there are a few of them that come along and it's like, fuck, I really wish I had a thought of that. Like, it's such a good, it's such an, like, now I shouldn't say easy because I know it's not. I know that in order to execute on the level you guys are executing, that's a really difficult thing. The artwork on the box, the branding, the visual identity system, the whole thing is just insane. But the ideas and everything around it just seems like the most fun thing to work on. And, and I'm not blowing smoke. I'm just like, as a, I'm just saying like, it's rare that you see shit like that. So when I sent it to Damien, I was just like, 
you know, this is a brand that is not afraid to just, and, and I always try to tell our clients that I'm always including Red Bull, including Nike, including all those other brands that are so goddamn careful with everything that they do, because they think that there's this, you know, they think that they're under a lot more scrutiny than they are, you know, consumers just want cool shit. Yep. That's all they really want. And they want you to, 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 to deliver them a point of difference of some kind that they can kind of plant the flag. Well, you guys have given, you know, have created a brand that, that allows for that. Right. And I think a testament to that is just your guys' social media. I mean, in like t- in t- two years, how quickly it's grown to that many followers. It's not easy to grow a following in a saturated world anymore. And it's just, it's so authentic to you guys and to what the brand is like got pe- making fun of people, making fun of the name, right. Probing oh. at each other. It's just, it's great. Yeah, self-mocking, right? You got to be that way. And but it's, you know, again, back to being, you know, water. Like, I, so I have identical twins. Someone named the, tw- the, the twigs. They're 16 years old, and even they, they they've just they're like a street team in their own way. Being in high school and playing hockey and football and skating, and you know, they went to Woodward, and you know, it's so funny because even Woodward, those guys, I love those dudes. I've known them forever, and they stepped in right before the twigs showed up there and like, hey, we love you, but we know your game. Like, please don't ship a pallet to to Woodward in Pennsylvania. <laughs> They're signing a big soda contract who has their own water, which great. And I know those guys had to keep their lights on. I'm very respectful, but I did send swag truthfully. And they were of course handing it to all the campers and everything like that. So to be able to have, again, then they tell their friends, Hey, you should follow liquid death. You know, I mean, I I didn't tell them to do that, but it's just the way kids are now. Like what's the thing. And so I think that part of it, and you have to have intriguing content. I think that's part of it. You know, we're, we have so many people posting for us. And you guys know better than anyone, you're brand guys. If you just, people can tell when it's a setup fake post. They just can't. I mean, our, our worst performing posts are the ones when it's just someone you think would be whatever, holding a can or whatever. But if it's something really goofy and funny and it's from, you could tell it's just not planned. I mean, look at that one with that one juice company and the dude on the skateboard singing Flitwood Mac. I mean, come on. Like, that's I mean, How many people, brands are going to try, they're talking about in boardrooms right now, going to try to emulate that and they're going to look like idiots. They've already done it. They're doing it now. They're currently doing it. Yeah. Yeah. They try to, they try to take, take, they try to grab a piece of the like cultural zeitgeist and decide like, and they think that they're being super clever because it's going to play well to the kids on social media. It's just, and, and that calculus is like repeated over and over and over again. Yeah. Damien and I just look at the shit and just like, what the fuck are these people? And they're getting, you know, these are like brand people that are making like a, really stupid embarrassing amount of money to 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 drive this stuff right and they're just there there's zero creativity there's zero point of difference and it doesn't get it there's no engagement right they think there's going to be but there's not because they think if they just kind of copy something that's already been done right anyway we can it's just whine about that all day but it's just it is frustrating well, I just, I went to dinner with my boys last night and we were talking about brands. I always like to pick the brand because they're way into brands. Like they understand what Off-White is. They, they knew about Supreme long ago, all this stuff. And they were, they can call something when it's just a fake. They're like, dad, those people are trying way too hard. You know, yeah. whatever brand. And How old are your boys? 16. They just started okay, driving. Yeah. yeah. And they just, to pick their brain, they go to a big public school. And yet they, at the same token, you know, again, they can drop on the mega ramp. They actually keep boards in Encinitas to surf. Like they're way into everything, surf riding, but they play, you know, call football and hockey and everything. Well, they actually brought cases now for their hockey team. For every game, the team has liquid death. And my point is though, they're all these kids now are asking about it. And they're like, where can I find it? Where can I find it? Whole Foods. Like we're in Whole Foods now. They're, whole Foods is huge uh, around Denver. You know, there's a lot of stores, a lot of people who gravitate to that retail, you know, but 
kids can figure out and consumers when it's inauthentic. And we really careful about that because we don't want to come off. We're either going to be like, not do it or do it. It's just going to be so silly that they're like, oh my God, I can't believe that. Part. Sorry about that. I can't believe. That's that usually me. Don't worry about it. It's, it's yeah. good. It has to happen once a podcast. I really want so. to turn that off. But I, um, anyway, we'll just, we want to have people to walk away going, okay, that, that's so liquid that, you know. But, you know, for instance, back to that one company that had the, the skater, that, God bless that kid, guy. And I hope he just milks his 15 minutes and does that. But I actually had this, this big, I get hit up every day for these live streams. And God bless these event companies trying to reinvent themselves with the pandemic. And one of them literally pitched me saying, we're bringing in that guy. You should be a part of this. I'm like, what? What, what did you just say? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, what does that possibly have to do with what we do? And by the way, like, that's so unrelevant. Like, people associate that dude to that one brand. Like, what? You know, but it's amazing. Like, but he's so relevant. I'm like, well, for the next eight minutes, like, you know. Well, like, I keep he's, he's relevant with 50-year-olds now, but not, you know, I mean, like the kids were over that thing a month ago or two yeah, months ago, exactly. whenever the hell it Exactly. I just couldn't believe, though, that they hung their hat on him. You know, yeah. like, I was like. So wait a sec, this is a live stream Hollywood th or Halloween thing, which seems pretty half-baked to me anyway. Like I don't see the ROI, like how, I, I need cans and hands. I don't need a watermark in the corner of the screen. Like I need, and by the way, for you to put a can on the mixing board or at a monitor, see right through that. Like that looks so cheesy. You know, some if guy, you know, Fat Mike from NoFX is an investor. Like he did Weekend at Fatties and everybody's, oh my God, it's, it's amazing that we saw cans everywhere. Well, he's an investor, but the funny thing is, he never told anyone what to do. It's just the guys in the band were thirsty and the guys in Fishbone played. They're drinking. Oh, sick. Yeah. But it's, you know, that's we're gonna do that. Steve Barra from the Barracks is an investor. You know, hey, whatever we're doing on that side of it, like you can do it. We're not gonna tell you at all what's what, what is Barra not an investor in? I don't that know. dude, that dude has like he's got money like spread out in the whole, you know, diaspora. Yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. Well, we just did a, a collaborative skate deck with them. I don't know if you guys saw that. Yes, I did. Um, I just saw the I I was I just watched that video right before we hopped on here. <laughs> These guys are gnarly. And you know, we were supposed to get how many hundreds of boards. And with this pandemic, we literally, no one can get any wood right now. I mean, it's bananas. Like we, we got, so of course, none of us employees even got one because we, I had some earmarked just for promo to give to a few people, a few shops. We had to take them off because we sold them. Like, and barracks blew through all theirs too. So we're sitting there going, huh. But it's not that I see a, a bad thing because as you know, everyone wants what they can't have, right? So I'm getting absolutely blown up on the side by shop kids, um, people saying, where do I get one? How do I get one? And now that they're signed, some of them, that's even more. So we'll, we'll do some more with that. But again, it's, it's baby steps. We're not going to just blast our way into stuff. We want to do, you know, be, you know, calculate about this and not just, but, and, but have fun at the same time. You know, I think if anyone got too serious on these calls, they would just get absolutely carved, you know, yeah. by everything, you know, which is fun. You know, well, I mean, it's, that's what I'm saying. You're operating from a place of strength and you're also operating from a place of like freedom. And I think that's the thing that's so cool about it is it just feels like a very, like, this is not a brand. This is a, it's, and it, it might be, and I don't think there are a lot of people, I think he was, he was wise to work with you because first of all, you were in, you were in the Red Bull thing when Red Bull was still Red Bull, like yeah. back when it was the wild west and we we're just doing shit. And like, you know, we weren't supposed to be an agency that like, remember the caster and partners was like up in our, you know, so there was a lot of really neat punk rock shit that went down at that at that time and that's and that's exactly what this brand needs is is that that kind of like challenger spirit a little bit to just you know get in there and start to to make moves but to also understand that like you've been at brands that have ultra like uber narrow you know 
like guidelines and, and things that they will and won't do. And that is, and that isn't this. And obviously your brand, this brand still has that, but the lane just feels like so much more creative. Right. So, I mean, to that point, like what, so there's that marketing piece of it. What's what, how are you with athletes and how, how's that whole thing work? Do you have athletes? Are you spot? Like, are you sort of athlete marketing or do you just kind of do like little one-off yeah no it's it's what i've actually taken a different approach so went from red bull obviously having athletes and going through how they do their thing in, in future and the whole thing which is great and i learned a ton there again i it was amazing run and then when i went to paps i'm using an example where i, I would like to think that it became you know paps the, became a beer of snow of skateboarding and snowboarding and action sports you know, i got it into everything but i never asked anyone to do anything I never did banners. I never said you need to do this, that, or the other. So the approach I've taken with Liquid Death is um, I actually, as part of my team, I have Pat Moore. He's actually an employee. He's a lifestyle marketing rep. And Pat, I'm pushing these guys. You've got to step outside your comfort zone. I know you know snow. We both know snow. I'm sure we have the exact same friends and all the brands and all the shops. What else are you doing? And he's like, he just got some product to an art gallery in Tahoe, moved to Tahoe. He used to live in Park City. Um, or sorry, Salt Lake City. Another one who's employee, Chris Cole, skater. You know, like you probably saw the video. And Chris is used to being a pro skater, and so now having there, and it's fun. Every week, I can see his confidence grow because he's just used to being a skater, right? You just plug and you go. And now today, he was like all excited on our call because I have my my team call every Wednesday. So I went to the vineyards with Roland Sands, and by the way, I'm a closet metal nerd. You know, and I was talking about metal. Well, one of the other guys on my team is Blasco. He's the bass player for Ozzy Osbourne. He's on our team. Cool. And so they're all like fanboying over each other, you know, on what, what you do that? Like this, and then another one, her name's Jen Ravazzi. She's in the brand, the Bomb Pops, who, which is on Fat Mike's label. And she is just like a savage on the street, getting us into, the, you know, working with all these different bands. And we're going to be doing an event called Punk Rock and Paintbrushes, where Guys like Matt Skiba from Blink 182 and, and Alkaline Trio and Tim Armstrong from uh, Rancid, they're doing art and we're doing like a six stop tour, obviously socially distanced and all that stuff. But I'm, I'm telling them each week, what are the new ideas? What else you got? What have you always wanted to do? You know, I don't care about, and Pat knows this. We're not gonna do the token quarter pipe thing. We're not gonna do, Chris, whatever, we're not doing a rail jam. Like what, what else can we do? And Chris is like, well, I have these guys who, you know, let's these tattoo artists are doing this and that, you know, so it's getting the right people. And I'm, I'm still going to build my team with people, but I'm, I'm taking, instead of building a, like a team of athletes, it's like, no, these are employees, you know? So we do have some guys that Chris has, you know, has, you know, rallied, which you probably saw in that video for the barracks, but it's not like we have, we're going to do that for snowboarding. We can, maybe, maybe down the road, but, but that's just too much right now. You know, that's, that's kind of Chris's baby, you know, and then we're going to do it, but, but there's no reason to have like Blasco involved. He was the catalyst why we did um, the war special over Halloween and with the Bronx, you know, and um, he has his hands on so much different stuff. And it's great to have him because now I'm negotiating with, with the big festivals and he's great to have that as not only an artist, but, you know, he's been in the business for so long, you know? So that's really, I hope that that's a long one way of answering your question. It's not out of the question, but as it sits today, I get hit up pretty regularly by everything from mountain bikers to skiers to surfers to name it. And, you know, what I did, like, let's say, uh, let's use surfing example. I just sent a pallet to one of the surf brands houses on the North shore for pipeline, you know? So they just had it there and people really in, on the islands really gravitated. They're like, wow, no more plastic floating around out there, you know? 
So I, that's how I, I, I'm kind of doing this. But again, it's brand awareness, just getting product. People hadn't seen it. And that was back in December. You know, we, we've, we've grown quite a bit since December. Oh, so you were doing this last year? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, this pipeline last, last December. Whatever. Is that what it was? Is, the, is it? That's yeah, pipeline. It was pipe. It? Yeah, it was pipe yeah. in December for sure. Yeah, yeah. So I just sent a pallet out there to have, and then didn't tell anyone what to do. I mean, I had it obviously put in a certain house, but then everyone could go there and and uh, help themselves. You know, all along the line where all the the brand houses are. You know. So the the product piece of it too, like the or I should say merch. What it, that feels like there's a real opportunity for you guys to, you know, as you said about the skate deck but also like i even just was looking at like the trucker hat thing and you know like real simple it's such a the brand's so strong it feels like you could do a lot with it obviously that's totally not going to be your focus cpg makes a lot more money than anything else that you could ever you know put up on your site but is there any plans to to really just kind of like blow that out because it feels like there's so much opportunity there you know yes we've actually brought in a vp for merchandise merchandising to take it off my counterpart's plate in marketing Right now, she's kind of drowning, just playing catch up because it's it has really taken off that side of the business, to be honest with you. And um, Mr. Pickles has done a lot of our graphics. You probably know him. That and yep. we're um, yeah. I don't know if you knew this, Chad, but Damien, previous to working at Rebel, I was a snowboard boot developer. So I spent three weeks a month in Asia building snowboard boots. And I tell you this because I understand timelines, production, raw material. So I'm a product guy like all day long. Like I love to look at, I'll grab a pair of denim and look at the bar tack on it. If I look at a shoes, I know it, I'll look at the vamp. I'll look at the toe. You know what I mean? I'll look at anything, the silhouette, whatever. And so I have like a ton of ideas of what we could do like collaboration wise, because that's what I did at PAPS. If you recall, you know, the union binding or the 686 jacket or the Leatherman or the Woolrich blanket or all those things I did, you know, but none of it was for sale. I think in this case, it'll be case by case basis. I think there may be some one-off stuff that'll only be for like, I'll give them to Chris to give it or, I'll let Pat when he's on tour or going out to do filming, he just hooks up certain athletes. Maybe, I don't know, but I, it definitely is something that we're taking. We're going to have its like own category, to be honest with you. I mean, we'll see where it yeah. goes, but to your point, we're not going to hang our hat on it. Like, yeah, it's a revenue stream, but it's not, we're putting all our chips in, in just apparel. Yeah. You know? If you have a thousand dollars to spend, you're spending it on more product, I'm, I, you know, and yeah. maybe a little bit of marketing, I would imagine. Right. Yeah, exactly. So but no, but what we'll a pleasure. What a pleasure having a business where you're not worried about inventory anymore. Like it can just stay and, you know, you can buy as much as you want because you know, it's going to sell eventually. Exactly. Exactly. No, we have some fun stuff in the works. I mean, I, I, uh, I, um, working, I, our igloo coolers, um, little secret. I'm working on a, a project with them, which would be pretty cool. Um, probably hopefully happen beginning of the year. So there's some fun things. Just trying to think of functional branding, right? Things that they use yeah. for a tchotchke, you know, but something right. that everybody can use and, it's unisex and you know stuff like that. So you need to make have an igloo make a coffin cooler for you guys would be sick. Well, actually, I I'll, it, it, we're working on a death mate, sort of a playmate. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So I'll I'll, I'll when I when it comes time I'll share with you what it looks like. But it, it's pretty straightforward. But it's just one of those things where they get it. We align brand wise. They they're it's it's a little similar to what my friend BG over there is is like reviving resuscitating igloo not that it's ever gone anywhere but it's just you know yetis of the world have taken all you know all the glory in, in that, that business right and they've done a great job i mean what they've done with their content is amazing whatever but they're starting to make dog beds and has all that stuff now they're kind of taking off and igloo is sitting there going you know we make as good or better product and it's a lot cheaper you know but yeah. they just need to get that and they've got tons of heritage and that's kind of the way it was at paps like we had this all this heritage but no one was doing it, it just kind of chugged along 
you know? And so I'm, I'm excited to see where they're going because like liquid death, they're sitting there going, you know, what? we're going to, we're going to color outside the lines. We don't need to just be this, igloo, you know, igloo just doing our token orders for the giant big box stores every year. No, no, no. And then they're looking at us going, Hey, wait a second. You could get us in places that we wouldn't otherwise be able to get into and vice versa. You know? So it's like a, it isn't just, Hey, we're going to wing it and partner with these people. Like there has to be a bit of a story to it. You know, there has to be something that we can explain like I am to you, you know, what that, uh, why we're looking at someone like that, you know? And that started conversation started last fall with them. Well, know? that feels, it feels like a natural fit. It doesn't feel like a forced thing, you know? And I think that every time you, it, it, again, it, it's a nice, it's a real benefit to have such a clear brand uh, positioning and sort of brand story, you know, because then everything just sort of all those, all those other products just, just sort of fall into line. Right. And especially if you don't, if you don't fuck up and start to think of yourself as like all things, all people like, sure, we can be a t-shirt brand and a hat brand and an eyewear brand and all the things that those traps that you can fall into are probably pretty easy to fall into. But I do think that if you get real focused on those specific categories and verticals, you, you know, th there does seem to be a lot of legs there. Absolutely. So. Yeah, man. I, I always joke that I'm the only one in my family without an MBA and my, and I got my MBA at Airwalk. I know how, you know, to drive a brand to the ground. And it wasn't, <laughs> they just put what I, you just nailed it. The only reason I'm bringing this up because other people have heard this before is if you go out now, you'll probably see it an Airwalk skimboard or watch or, you know, it's just, it's sad to see a once powerful brand get so rung in, rung out all the time. It's just really a shame. And you guys have seen it in the surf industry. There's certain brands out there that you're like, no way, whatever brand beach chairs, are you serious? Or stand up. I mean, there's what, I forget what brand it was. It doesn't matter, but they were doing stand up paddle boards. Right. I mean, it was like a once prominent surf brand is doing that now. And it's like, wow, you're, you are, you are literally squeezing that last bit of blood out of that stone. Aren't you? Like, yeah, here's, here's a vector file of our logo, slap it on whatever the fuck you want and send the check. Oh, that's just right? a shame. And you just, there's no coming back from that. No. Is, how many times has OP tried to come back? You know what I mean? You know, Which is a shame because OP should come back. Yeah. But I, it, it actually has the ability to like, if, if they just did that 70s shit, they'd be fine, but they don't, you know, they, they never do that. They go, oh, we got to be cool. And it, it is, it's just these bad decisions made by people that really don't understand the culture. Yeah. And that's, you know? that's what killed Airwalk was you got a bunch of people in and then they, they guessed what was cool. The other thing is they started hiring people that didn't understand. And I think that that's, I'm hypersensitive to that where we are as a brand where you know, with this pandemic, as bummed as I am to hear my friends and having issues and have lost their jobs and, and businesses, the cream's really going to rise to the top. I firmly believe that. The, the killers are going to rise to the top. And what I mean by meaning brand killers, guys or girls, you just like, yes, you get it. You're, 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 you understand what we're trying to do because we all know there's people that hop brand to brand, but you, you never know. You know, it's like I had a friend who turned down a job with Jordan, the Brent Jordan brand and our Nike. And I was like, why did you turn down? He's like, I don't know how good I'd be. And that was like, I've always hung on to that statement. I'm like, what? And he's like, dude, if I did a good job of job that day, that brand's going to crush. Like, I, I just don't, I want a little more of a challenge where I would be held more accountable, you know? So that was pretty interesting. interesting. A really cool uh, way to approach it. Uh, Chad and I have this kind of, this is our issue all the time too. When we started our agency, we kind of started as research and strategy and providing insights and, you know, tangible outcomes for a business. You know, Red Bull was one of those clients. We did this amazing research piece for them delivered it and just said they were like this is incredible we love it and just sits on a desk right just ticking a box that he can show his boss yeah. um and a lot of the a lot of our other clients are these bigger guys jeeps and them and the same thing happens like 
whether we, whatever we produce or not, it's not really going to make any difference to their business. And it's quite disheartening because you're not actually going to see real change and really testing your skill set against it. Right, exactly. And that's just, you know, it's weeding out, I hate to say it, but people have been kind of hiding in the shadows. You know, they just kind of chug on, but it's like, what did you really do? You know what I mean? Like, really, like, what did you do to move the needle? And that's, you know, I constantly have to like remind myself, you know, when I went from Red Bull to Path, I went, you know, as I said over and over again, a penthouse to poorhouse budget wise. And it's like, wow, I went from being able to expense a snowcat, which I did, to literally getting <laughs> a red roof in, you know? And I had nothing wrong with that. And I wouldn't change my, wouldn't exchange my PAP stage for anything because the one thing I realized real quick, which Red Bull was very envious of, is we have brand equity. We really, really have this brand equity and this can, and we just, you know, I started figuring out really quick. It was very, to your point, Chad, it's very authentic. You know, it's like we were not forcing it. We didn't do print. We didn't do TV. I didn't have an agency. It was all through the people, you know? So how does an old brand like, like a Pabst or like a Levi's or someone that has this long old history and, and essentially appear old, you know, I think Quicksilver's having that identity crisis right now. They appear old to the next generation. How do they continue to be relevant to kids like your kids at 16 years old and that kind of thing? You know, I honestly, the people that made Pabst put them on the map, I think are in the suburbs now with kids. So I don't know really what that, but I, it, Damian, honestly, at that time, the stars aligned. We were we were in a recession. The brand hadn't been shoved down anyone's throat. And toward the end of my tenure at Red Bull, all the athletes were asking me for paths, and I never knew why. I never figured out why. Why did you keep asking for it? And it's because it was so irrelevant. Like the people were like, "Not that the, the can is beautiful. You can't argue with the, the paths can. You can see from a mile away, you know." And I think that like. I've always seen Levi's seems to have stop starts all the time because they, they do make amazing product, but one minute they're in skate, the next minute they're not like, I can never figure out that it's like, they're not patient enough to see something through. And I think you have to have, when I started at Pabst, it was a board of directors I talked to and they just looked at me like, who's this moron from Red Bull? That's like, it won't, it won't be instant ROI, but it'll be loyal ROI. It's just going to take time. And I think that brands have to, to your point, when you know whatever I'm sure whatever was absolutely dialed what you sent these brands or who you're working to your partners, you probably can say this is going to happen overnight. And a lot of these people have this, you know, fork. They're turning the fork on them, going, "You need to, you know, results tomorrow. You need results tomorrow." And you've got to manage expectations. And I think that in the in the Paps way, it was like it was going to be a slow burn, but it was going to be like solid. We're going to do things right, and we were going to, you know, I've learned from past experience what not to do, and so. I think that's really the key to it is you have to have the right pieces in place because if you have the higher up saying, we got to look at the bottom line, we have to look at the stock price, all this stuff, you really got to first foremost, just manage expectations because in, a, in Levi's case, God, it's amazing heritage brand. They've got great, uh, from what I understand, pretty um, clean distribution, I'm guessing. And think of the doors that they're in, that even, even the really cool boutiques and the shops that they could, they could leverage and they probably don't at all. You know what I mean? They probably, to your point, just tick a box. So I think that that was, it was a perfect storm in, in Pap's case. And again, we were, we were cheap, uh, you know what I mean? Relatively speaking at the time. And, and we could do it without having to worry about, you know, doing it. What's the next TV spot? What's the next ad? It was like, no, we're going to actually focus on, again, cans and hands and supporting people that usually don't get any love at all. Meaning barbacks, lifties, patrol, groomers, tattoo artists, barbers, you know, that's what we did, you know? So I hope that answers your question. Yeah, and it felt like it was also those early days of Instagram. So I got to ride that kind of social media wave, right? Yeah. The events and party photos and all that kind of thing. Because I remember Paps all of a sudden was at like all the cool art shows. That I just moved to Venice. All the cool art shows I was going to, all these different things. All these different places, I mean. Well, and the other thing is too, is that the brands have to trust their people in the field. And one of the, what worked awesome was 
we let every one of the field marketing managers have their own Instagram and their own social to your point. And they would just post what was cool content for them. And they could post stuff that, you know, the big beer companies never touch without having 15 people approve it, including legal. And we would just do it and trust them. And you know, there's that fine line. We don't want any violence or anything that could be perceived as like sexual harassment or anything like that. We were, you know, they knew better than that, but we've had some pretty sketchy um, posts, but they were raw and they were real. And people were like, oh my God, there's a guy getting a stick and poke next to a candle with a can. Like I did this um, ride with these guys, uh, the brand Commune. Do you remember those guys? Yeah, really I'm good. wearing Commune shorts right now. Yeah, yeah. So I love Commune, love all those guys. And they did the rap. I, I would say of all the brands I worked with in the past, those guys just got it. And I, it's a bummer that brand went away, but they just- they yeah, Spen, little- right? Was his name Spen? Yes, yeah. Spen, yeah. yeah. yeah he's yeah. on like Joshua Tree now or something. Coolest guy. And they Such a cool guy. They got it with their, their, their um, deliverables to me, which I didn't even ask for. The content they sent was next to, I mean, next level. No agency ever could have spit out what they did because they'd go on these rides. They always had the beautiful people there who were dressed like fashion houses wish they could dress people. And, but it was so raw, you know? And they did the best parties and But I remember we posted one, it was someone's literally getting a stick and poke and there was like knives stabbed into this picnic table with crushed cans and cigarette butts and everything just super raw, still one of my favorite images. You can't tell me any of those beer companies could replicate that without looking super dumb. Back to the original part of our conversation, people would go, that's bullshit. That's yeah, but if you get dog face and have the juice thing and have it be your brand, that's boy, that's really gonna move the fucking needle, right? It's just, it's, I think someone's up through marketing 101, you know? <laughs> yeah, that, dude. That was the example of just, again, working with brands that get it. You know, and for you guys, I'm sure it's really exciting. I've seen some of your work and it's awesome. It's got to be fulfilling for you professionally when you know that, that they're buying into what you're doing and you guys can deliver versus to your point, Damon, when you check a box. And I joke that if you could be a, a, one of the vendors for Red Bull, it's awesome because if you keep answering the bell for them, they're going to keep calling you. You know, the, the day you don't deliver, they're just going to move on to the next person on the list. Right. And actually, I've always appreciated that, Chad, because we were shackled by that agency um, Kastner at, at Red Bull. And I, I sat there just scratching my head because studying in school, I thought I was going to be a copywriter. And I was like, why do we have to use these guys when there's so much, especially in LA, just out our back door creatives, you know, why yeah. do we have to do this? It is what it was. It was what was handed down and that's fine. But I love the fact you could come in and you know, Modder would be signing off, you know, invoices from you. And I was like, well, how did you get that through? And I don't think he did. I think he just asked for forgiveness. He, he forgiveness. didn't, he didn't get it through. We talked to him about it on the podcast. I think it, he just he just made and this is why the the last podcast was called you know um, decisions or destiny because the guy knows how to make a decision, which is another thing that again you probably are experiencing right now. There's decisions are made really fucking fast. Having to have like you, you want checks and balances, there's no doubt, but you got to be able to act quick and, and and you have people around you, under you, below you, whatever above you that trust. There's a trust factor that you're going to make the right call, you know, and you're not going to have to clean up a mess or have something be super devastating, you know, and that you've got to you. People have to understand, though, the common, not the common goal, but just like, it's fun for me to be on this call as I build my team because everybody's just so excited. You know, there's just so much opportunity out there. And yeah, there's certain things that, you know, not to the degree of Red Bull where they're so, you know, retentive about their logo, but like, hey, you know, this is the kind of branding that really makes sense. Or, you know, usually it's not hard to goof up our logo, just drop it into something, whatever. But, you know, Mike has made it very clear, hey, let, let people, if they want their own take on the logo, let them do it. That's fine with me. Like, let's do that because he's not interested in, you know, having the swoosh or the, the, the dynamic bowls from a mile away. He's like, you know what? I'm not, that's some, that's old days. That's old days when you'd have a billboard and you have an ad and that type of people, it's moving too fast now. 
let people do that. And so, for instance, I'm doing this, it's called the Shine event, it's Seawalls event out in St. Petersburg, Florida. It starts this Saturday. I didn't realize that Florida is like a birthplace of like some gnarly metal, like obituary bands like that, right? So this one artist is doing a wall called Carbon Punishment because of all the carbon, everything that's going on in the ocean, right? So fast forward, we end up finding out there's a couple metal guys, a guy and a girl, they're recording a cassette, which I helped with, that we're gonna hand out with a liquid death logo on it. And it's called Carbon Punishment. And it's just metal, it's just speed metal. And this guy's gonna be painting the whole week, this thing, and it's showing the, how the plastic's affecting the oceans. It's just an example of, I, basically this mural festival with everything happening with events is it, it's just, it's on buildings. So people can just walk around St. Petersburg, but it's just this interesting twist that I didn't realize that so much metal had come from Tampa. You know, and so it connected. And so that's something I was all over it. And so it's, it makes absolute sense. And then I, I've donated product to the actual mural festival. So the attendees just get a free can of liquid death. You know, they walk around and look at these buildings and, you know, but the flip side is if those who know, know are going to get their hands on a little cassette that has liquid death and carbon punishment. On. Are you, how deep into the music thing are you guys? I mean, are you, are you publishing anything? Yeah. Well, we have greatest hates. You probably heard of that. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah. And we have greatest hates two coming out now, which for those who don't know, it's taking all the um, negative comments we get in social media and making lyrics out of it and putting it, you know, having musicians actually perform it. So who, who, who um, do you get yeah. hate from? What? Who do you get hate from? I kind of believe that when you're, you have haters, you're doing something right. Oh, I used yeah. to get haters, perhaps, you know, and it's just, you know, there's things that, you, I mean, I don't, you should look at our, not today, because we, we put our trucks that we just wrapped on there, but the post on Instagram, previous to that the other day, you should see, it's probably our, the craziest post, the feedback we've gotten, the amount of reactions. And it was someone accusing us from a religious angle. So just have a look at that. You'd see yourself, but yeah, we, we get a lot of that. People like, you know, just want it, just haters, you know, it, it, trying to say that our, our, it tastes poor and it, it's, you know, a lot, a lot of things like that. We're gonna have- You that. like it's water, it tastes like nothing. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. Well, I even had some- <laughs> All the other water, you know, other water companies are going to start, you know, canning their water. And I'm just like, well, you'd have to be homeless to wear that brand's T-shirt. Like, no one's going to wear that T-shirt. You know, like that's that's my point. It's like the brand. That's not a brand. That's just that's a water company. That's municipal water, by the way. <laughs> yeah, Arrowhead. Arrowhead tastes like municipal water. Yeah, no, it is. And and that's you know, there's only a few facilities in the world that go from a, a, an actual spring in the ground into a canning facility, and we're in one of them. You know, and that's legit too. Like water is like the pure. It's, as pure as it comes, you know, but yeah, we have, uh, we have a lot of people taking shots, but you know, I think we caught, we caught it sleeping too. that whole industry and the water industry. I mean, in my opinion, this is my opinion only. I always felt it was a little bit arrogant. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. you have the pretty people, you have the brands that have an umlaut over just that makes them seem sophisticated. You know what I mean? Or a funky bottle shape. And it's, it's to your point, Danny, it's water, you know, that, yeah. but, but again, we're a brand and we have really good water, you know, and it's something that, but it's, um, but it's that was the, that was the Red Bull College thing. When I went to Red Bull College, which I'm sure you went to, is at some point in your in your career there. I don't, Duma, I don't know if I ever told you about Red Bull College. It's like a what is it a two day thing or yeah yeah brainwash. Anyway, what they tell you is essentially what's inside of a monster and what's inside of a rock star and what's inside of a Red Bull are same thing. What's different is the can. What's different is the brand and what it represents. And and I think that is definitely the thing with Liquid Death. It's like it's water and sparkling water. But it has, but it has, you know, it doesn't matter what the actual product is. It's all about the brand. And that's like a rare, I, a lot of people try to, you know, 
because what you what you're encumbered by a lot of times with, with any brand like this is the functional benefits of it it's like red bull gives you wings you know it's got vitalizes mind and body or uh if it's another water company would just be like about sort of healthy hydration whatever you guys are like murder your thirst like it's just that's just that alone is just i know i'm, I'm so blowing smoke this is going to sound like a like an integrated ad for liquid death we just didn't we're, we're slowly to damien's point getting this following in social media so i think we have not i'm not saying we're more careful we're going to keep doing what we do but now we're getting a bigger bigger audience we really the room that we'd have the wiggle room to really do something that would just fall on deaf ears you know we want to do it we want to do it right let's put it right. that way you know you know it's so that's really the way we look at it but, we, but it's constantly every day when you're in this position you don't want to risk putting something stupid out you know and it's just not going to resonate because then people well, and like, that's, oh. but that's the thing is it's it's dangerous to be to, once you get in that in that mind frame of protecting right of being starting to get careful it all is the whole house of cards falls down like the the because i think that and that would be when it, what i would do is i would ask if, if i was leading that brand i would i would go okay every monday morning we're gonna have a call and and we're gonna have to make sure that we go back over this one value proposition or what this one sort of brand position which is we can never ever start to be get careful because if or maybe you are careful but it doesn't come off that way like once you look like you're trying hard it's so over it's done and the, and i think that it's good that's going to be the tough thing is keeping that energy that uh, alive and once you start handing that brand it's a kind of precious thing right you start to go okay i'm trusting you agency guy or creative guy or marketing person with my brand and if you're not on top of it all the time you know that that can go wrong real quick you know like oh, you can yeah. all of a sudden you know what i'm saying oh yeah 100 percent. and by the way that's never once been mentioned in any conversations internally externally at liquid death about you got to be careful that's never come up once it's just more of it's just fun to see that we, we, we there's there's almost like more ideas that are coming internally than we can even process. You know what I mean? The things that are the ideas that are being thrown out every day. It's like I need a stenographer to sit there and just write everything down, like you're in a courtroom. You know, like everything we're doing because it's just so much stuff, and it's and you know, we only have again so much bandwidth to do it. You know, but um, that it is it, it is really fun because I think again this is a bit of a broad statement, but the crazier it is, the more we want to do it. You know, and that right. sounds silly, but cliche, but it's true. Like, what can we do? you know, that that's on brand, you know, but, but I wouldn't ever say to you that I have a definition of what on brand means, you know, it's like what feels that's, right. And that's my point that, that exact, that exact thing on brand, the minute you start thinking on brand, like, and even using those words is just on brand, you're back to Red Bull territory. You're back to even PBR or Levi's or one of these things, you're back to that space, which is like, as a brand person, I've spent so much of my life trying to protect and manage and make those perfect little you know, visual identity systems and things like that, that everybody has to stick to, as you know, and you're unencumbered by that. And that is, that's the, that's where the joy comes, right? That's where, that's where it looks fun. And that's where it is probably fun. No, no, we're not. It's no, that's not at all. And it, what's amazing is whether I use PAPS an example, or even liquid depth now is that, as you can imagine, I get quite a few pitches and at PAPS, I would get a pitch. The two things that would just be on me that people would think that would resonate, but they'd say, so we're going to do this hipster event. I mean, the second I heard that, I'm like, that, that was like, that word became douche around the, around the office, right? Like it just, it did. And then um, they would say, we're doing a white trash event. 
And I just sit there, you're actually approaching me and pitching me on a white trash. Like, that, like yeah. that's, our brand is white trash. Okay. Yeah, you're telling me my brand's white trash. Cool. Yes. And so we've had a few pitches that have come our way on things. And I, I just baffled it. A saw, and like, they just didn't do their homework. They, they literally took literally our brand, whatever, and what ran with it. It doesn't matter what it was or who it is, but I couldn't believe it when I saw what these people were pitching. And I'm like, do your homework. Like if you're going to try to get our audience, like at least do your homework. But I mean, it was so unbelievably like off, but it was almost as though, again, whether it be skateboarding or anything else or surfing, you come in as just, you're a kook. You know what I mean? You just, you've done no homework and you think that just because I bought this stuff or buy it, that I look the part, whatever. You guys can tell in the parking lot, someone's ready to paddle out if he's a kook or not, you know, just by the way they carry their board or leash for that matter, you know? Um, and I'm amazed that some people literally will approach brands with, something so literal you know yeah so, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm amazed you know it happens but i don't blame them. i think it's really cool and it's very flattering and humbling to have people appro approach us that's that's really cool and i always tell people that that's really right. cool yeah. in the back of my head some of these times i'm like like wow. whoa is this wow. what you do for a living for real like, yeah. <laughs> exactly. and you know and and they'll pitch me on this that and you know impressions followers all that stuff and i'm like yeah Boy, no like, thanks how are you gonna yeah. move the needle I need yeah. to know how you the needle. You know? Yeah. I, I love, uh, I was going to Instagram while we were chatting. I just love the uh, the guy that emailed you saying he's going to jail. <laughs> how long does shipping take? <laughs> it. Yeah. The guy's, guy's like, I'm going to jail next week. How long does shipping take? <laughs> yeah. Then seen. It's amazing. And you know, I always, I always know you've got a great friend and I've got a friend who's got a cafe down the road and people keep getting his logo tattooed on them. But when you've got people who, tattooing themselves with your brand you've done something right i think it's like oh. the greatest badge of honor right oh yeah absolutely you know and, and it's amazing that we've had you know it, i mean we had a lot of that at paps at one point during my time at paps we had had uh a lot of people i think at one point we were next to harley davidson as a brand that had been tattooed the most that says a lot that's a lot of brand equity if you're going to carry around a brand on your body the rest of your life you know yeah it's incredible and it's starting to happen with liquid death. I mean, people are starting to, to put that skull on there, which is pretty crazy. You know, um, it's, it, and it's, it's flattering. You know what I mean? It's the, the ultimate tip of the hat for people and, to, to. And I love that you guys aren't precious with the logo. Like it can just go in your air and it can be manipulated and changed. And it's just so like are the opposite of everything that we like expect now. We're learning about where everything's so carefully curated, the Nike and all the, you know, the off-white and all these different things. The other thing is I remember one of the last, I, I, a t-shirt that we had for one of our events at PAPS. It was literally a hand-drawn PAPS can with the, the blue ribbon, but inside, in, inside of it. And this is one of my last things. I, I just wrote unicorn tears. That's it. And then they printed these t-shirts. We had it, but everyone knew it was a PAPS can because of the blue ribbon, but we didn't, it was hand-drawn and I suck at drawing. I'd lose a hangman, you know, but it was just a little hand-drawn and it was a t-shirt and we just, we were given out at these, uh, this, it was called Project PAPS. It was a four city tour, but anyway, it was like, people understood that. And so, you know, with Liquid Death, again, Mike was like, when I did this event I was talking about down in St. Petersburg, he's like, hey, let him, the artist, the guy's doing just, he can draw the logo on his flyer for us. I don't care, you know, and it's fun, you know, that's versus, Boy, it's got to look this way, which I respect Red Bull for the way they do it. But you guys know better than anyone that dynamic bulls and sun. It's got to be like perfect, you know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even the hats, all the issues you started running in toward toward the end of my tenure, where people were, you know, ripping off the hats and selling these, you know, black, you know, um, on the black market. But it, it 
I even learned by talking to the, the, the people inside that what the stitch count looked like for the dynamic bowl, like the, the muscle on the, on the charging bowl, like is thicker than the rest of it. I never would have thought that, but Red Bull's super picky with New Era on how those New Era hats. Look. Oh God, like, yeah, that's not wrong. It just isn't, it, it's not, I think it's still, you know, there's a certain amount of rigor there that's, you know, commendable, I think, like in terms of, in terms of Red Bull as a brand and all these other brands. I think now they don't have the point of difference that they once did in terms of like what the brand stands for, because it's just been so diluted by the wrong people now. And, you know, and it, basically they have everybody that they just took all of Pepsi's people and put them in Red Bull. So I, I get it. Um, but it doesn't have the energy that like, there's not a lot of brands that do. Right. So we always like talking to people that are doing something that that's, that we find to be really interesting. And I think this is one of those things. Um, so what was the thing? What was the one, what's the, what's the big feather in the cap? You leave, you leave the company tomorrow. You could say I did. Well, you know, I, I honestly say, I'm not, it's going to sound cliche, but I love the fact that we've built a brand that people are starting to tattoo themselves, you know, with our, our logo. That's what I'm most proud of. Like in the way that people are going, that brand means enough to me that I'm going to go out and do something. We're doing the crack open a can right now. And the amount of content we're getting for people creatively cracking open a can. The one with the <laughs> knife was just genius. I know. And, and it's insane. And, but to give people this platform, everyone wants to be heard and seen, right? And we get that. We understand everybody knows that, duh. But we're saying, you know, we have something here and we're going to have fun and we support fun. We support your creativity and to do that. And so I would say for me personally, using my network to get the brand in people's hands and then to see what they're coming back with because letting them interpret what the brand means to them is really, really important to me. And this, I hope that answer makes sense to you, but like we're starting to get so much kind of that other brands would die to have the content that we have. You know what I mean? The, the people are literally, the brand means nothing and they can't wait to send us their clip. You know what I mean? What they've done and you know what I mean? That to me, that's brand equity, you know, right there. And it's building brand equity because you can't build brand equity overnight. It takes time. You gotta have the right people. You've gotta have the right, thinking the right vision if you will and and the team that believes in what you're doing and i think that that I, i'd like to think today if i was going up my crew would be like i'm not saying it would fall apart but i'm like leading the charge with a lifestyle marketing saying hey we're gonna go after these things and, and you could say you know, my background being music art and action sports but no we're, you know branch off into other whether it be other genres of music or it could be in things like fine dining it could be i mean there's so many different things we could branch off into and but it's more of there's so much opportunity than what is the right thing and not spreading ourselves too thin. Cause I don't want to be a mile wide and inch deep. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want to be able to do it. Now we could to a degree, but that's just how sustainable is that? Like we want to make sure that we're, we're there, you know, people have can in hand, but also with our growth at retail. Okay, great. They got a can. Like, where do I get it now? You know, cause a lot of it's been to direct cons consumer to start. And then once whole foods brought us on, they were exclusive grocer September one, the floodgates are opening. You know what I mean? And, and that was September one. And now that we've done well in Whole Foods and they're really loving what we're doing. Now other, the big boys are starting to look at us, the Kroger's of the world. Obviously, I mean, Walmart told us we're the youngest beverage they've ever brought in. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. What's the, what, which geographies do you have with Walmart? Well, it's going to, my, what I was told is it's probably going to start probably in Texas or Florida or something like that. Like right now, let's use 7-Eleven as an example. We, we went west to east. So we started in SoCal. We're at Colorado, Chicago. I think they're doing Texas and in Florida, I want to say. And then eventually by 2021, it should be in all the stores, but that's the way it's starting. And then Whole Foods, we're in all stores now. So there's a certain, and I'm not sure the dynamics of that, of how they, when they introduce a new product, 
how it ends up in, in a certain markets or what goes on. But I'm speaking for Colorado. We were in every store here, you know, so that's, it's going to be crazy. But again, we've got, you know, it's great. We're building this momentum in this brand, but we got to have the product to deliver too. You know, we start playing with the big boys, you know, we got to have that product out there. But back to your original question. I hope that answered your question in the way that it did. We're doing things the right way when you have consumers wanting to, to like elevate your brand. And I think we're to, to have these consumers come and say, I, I just can't like, did you see this, see that? Or I mean, the, 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 not next to a tattoo would be someone drawing. And I've seen kids with Sharpies draw it on their skateboard, liquid dye. I mean, that's pretty cool. You know what I mean? Like sharpening it on there. That's about well, and, and, and maybe that's the best reason to not be so precious with the logo. Let, let people own it themselves, as Damien said. Like, just let well, that's the t-shirt I want to wear, right? The one that the kid's drawn. I like there's one on the Instagram post that a kid's drawn a liquid death can. It's just like, it's just a, a child squiggle, right? Oh, yeah. It's bitching. Yeah. And that, that's the t-shirt I would wear. Oh, I love that. I agree. The whole DIY part. I remember there was a, a U.S. Open of surfing. It was not obviously last, last summer, the summer before. And Vans handed out some t-shirts for free, but it was like in their VIP area or something. But it was one of their surfers had just hand drawn on a shirt, Vans, whatever. But it was just to your point, I'd I would wear that way. I would never just wear a Vans shirt ever. But one that was like hand drawn, and he tried to do a surfboard in the sunset, but it was kind of haggard. That was really like legit. It was cool, and everyone got one. And so I agree with you completely. Like it's like when the meat puppets used to draw their own shirts. You know that made yeah. I still yeah. have one of those shirts. You know, meat or uh, Dinosaur Junior. You know, they do some wacky. The Dinosaur Junior logo was a totally like, I mean, I, I, they'd had many, but that the one you mostly see is just, it was, it looked like someone drew it with their left hand. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's awesome. And that's just raw. It's raw. People yeah. like that. Yeah. People don't always want polished. They don't always want polished, you know? And I think if I use Pat as an example, like I got us into some events at Fashion Week in New York City. And I just thought it was so funny. And this was like at the beginning of the surge of Pat's around 2009. And I just thought it was so funny, but then I realized in hindsight that they felt like they're a little dirty, that they had Pepsi, it was us and a fancy drink, whatever, that they had, you know, these models who were going to look like they were going to vomit because they had this Pepsi, but it was like to walk around, you know, these places with the Pepsi in hand, it was like, I was like, God, we're onto something here. Yeah. You know? But it was like, people like that, that, you know, if they like to have that little edgy, you know, bit. So a hand-drawn, yeah, all day long. I agree with you, Damien, always, especially if it's coming from a consumer, you know? When you guys do those contests, what's the, what's the um, engagement like? Like how many videos do you guys have to like filter through? We finally had to bring on a social media gal. She's actually based out of Austin, Texas. Okay. And she's having to go through every day. And she, she reposts a lot of stuff on our stories. Uh, Mike's, Mike runs our main Instagram. Like he's, he's judge and jury on what gets on our Instagram, which is great. And he actually engages with our consumers. It's pretty funny because he's very, very quick-witted. So when someone does attack us or something, he's got some amazing um, zingers that he throws back, but not in a mean condescending way at all. It's like kind of undresses people. It's like, you're going to go there. You know, here we go. Um, but I would have to ask her, her name's Rachel, like what, how many we're looking at, but Mike is ultimately going to probably make the decision on who the winner is, you know, but we're, we have an internal Slack channel that she just posts stuff from consumers. And I just can't wait. When it blows up, everyone looks at it because you can't wait to see what the consumers. And then it's like, Paul Michael say, all right, guys, look, let's look through this thread. Which one do you guys really like? You know, kick on to that. But I don't, I haven't seen us, I don't think missed a mark yet on what consumers have done picking the one. You know what I mean? Because it's pretty evident. You know, it's like when we did Murder Your House, you know, yeah. the brothers out of Florida. I mean, you, there was some amazing stuff, but those guys were next level, what they did. That was insane. Yeah, I mean, there's 100 or 200 
uh, posts right here of people doing crack open a can the, the oh. challenge right it's it, and that to get anybody to do anything on social media is not easy to actually physically go out make a video and shoot it and yeah that's great yeah. i mean you got guys jumping off bridges and shooting arrows it's, it's and riding on one wheel on a motorbike and, do, and oh, cracking yeah. open a can it's, oh, it's yeah. pretty awesome we had one a guy literally sent us with a sawed off shotgun like blew off the bottom of it and it was like in his kitchen and he was wearing like riot gear. It was like, oh man, you know what I mean? Like, so we gotta be a little careful with some of that stuff. But literally that's, it, it's so fun to see the engagement because people are, it's almost like they wanna one up each other, you know? But it, but we don't wanna be in the point where what happened with like Jackass, where- You're you know, liable all of a sudden, yeah. Yeah, exactly, we're kids, you know, that's why Jackass did the disclaimer at the beginning saying, we're not gonna even open your box of VHS tapes that you sent us because they didn't want blood on their hands. And I don't blame them, you know, people just trying to one up how gnarly they can get, you know, without killing themselves. Yeah, so. I guess that would be the only third rail for you guys, right? Like, is is that, you know, you could potentially open that uh, Pandora's box a little bit with yeah, like, oh but, shit, somebody killed themselves. We better rain this back a little. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it really is. Let themselves on fire trying to open not the be a good look. Not be a good look at all. No. <laughs> I mean, it is. I, I did one final thing. Uh, I love the video Chad had sent me earlier when you guys got all that coverage on, you know, everyone from like NBC News in the morning to Russia Today. And everybody's kind of spacing out, all the presenters are spacing out on this liquid death can and they're kind of try to try to wrap their heads around this murder your thirst and you kind of have a bit of parody on that do you see any kind of uptick in in that kind of visibility or that that purely just for the shock factor and kind of the fun on the other side is that the one where we put the metal over it where it's like yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, more shock value i actually what the the video that chad was referencing i actually got banned from linkedin for a minute they were really like the cartoon the thirst murderer they were not happy with that but that was literally more Again, from my opinion, shock value. You'd have to ask Mike, really, because again, that was his brainchild. But um, it is fun, again, to see people just to this day grab the can and just stare at it and look, you know, and be like, what is this? So if we can use that and have fun with it, you know, it's, it's you know, footage that we can, you know, use to our advantage, we're going to do it, you know, and uh, people love it. People, I mean, literally, again, are, it's fun to see people wait to see what we're going to do next, you know, and, and keep it authentic. Again, not not just trying to be funny to be funny. Like let's do a, a twist on it. Obviously this has been a big, uh, we've, we've literally been like saying only nice things, which normally we, we try to come up with an angle where we give someone a little bit of shit, but I just can't find one here. I'm sure I'll find one later. We'll do an update to the podcast and be like, Oh, we just thought of some really dumb shit that liquid death did, but we can't, you know, we, we can't really do the proper uh, unbiased uh, interview. No, I get it. No, I, I just, I'm, I'm flattered that, you know, you guys, I respect your work. Um, and, and Chad, in fact, we could catch up because obviously we, we lost touch there for a minute. Yeah, definitely. That's, no, but that it's it's really, like I said, humbling when you have something where people really have an interest in it. You know, you want to, because you guys could talk to a lot, a lot of the, the brands that you work with, you know, you have quite the, the stable there. And yeah. to be able to talk to, to Liquid Death, I mean, that's really cool. And I really appreciate that. You know? Well, no pun intended. It is so refreshing, like just the whole brand, <laughs> everything we say. Yeah, well, yeah uh, Damien, get my address. I mean, it's uh, give me your address, and I'll, I'll get some out to you. I've already been giving him half of my stash, so don't don't trip. I'll I'll send you Doom's address as well. Last question, a question we always finish off on, and uh, it's best advice for any young listeners, people building a brand. Your twenty-year-old self. Honest to God, be a sponge, and don't be afraid to roll your sleeves up. You're gonna you're gonna get out of your comfort zone and learn something you don't learn. Like I'm not the biggest numbers guy in the world, but I've got to manage budget and things like that. And 
people just look at the sizzle. Unfortunately, social media these days, all they paint is the awesome picture of your job, your toes in the sand and whatever. I get to go to Tavarula, whatever. They don't see all the legwork that goes behind that. Just be willing to build a brand, to build a business. It's not all fun. Like, yes, everyone's putting the fun parts like we do with our own Instagram, right? But there's a lot, we're a startup still. We are a startup. Like, you know, we're bootstrapping, you know? So you've just got to make sure that you're not above rolling your sleeves up and trying to do everything. Don't be afraid. I, to this day, I take pride and joy in the hand delivering cases of product, whether it be to a skate shop, a record store or whatever, and going in, I'm, I'm not above delivering. And I, even with my salespeople, I went out with them and hit 7-Elevens for a week and in Southern California. And then when they came out here to Denver and seeing how they work, these guys are on the guys and girls are on the front lines for us. You need to learn that you should be, have as many feathers in your cap as you can because you don't want to be a one trick pony. Things are evolving too fast now. So that's what, that's what my advice is. You've got to be a sponge. You've got to learn. And you're going to figure out real quick what you gravitate to, what you're good at, what you're not. But you won't know unless you really try to all aspects of the business. And some of it is not fun. Trust me, for the most part, you know, it isn't. So that's what I would do. Well, thank you so much for catching up with us. I mean, this has been awesome. And, and we really got to let's, let's plan another hour, half hour or so for just a proper catch up. Oh, for sure. I'd love to. We'll figure out a time. I'd love to, to connect and keep talking. Again, you guys keep up the great work too. I'm not just saying it, but I was playing around on your site and you guys are doing some great stuff. So oh, thank you. Fans. So we're gonna do that. We're gonna do the lick the liquid death soft top challenge at the wedge where it's like just carnage. I've been trying to do this since my Quicksilver days, an event like a one morning event at the wedge, which is chaos and people are just charging and that kind of thing. So we'll figure it out how to do it. I would love it. We'll catch back up on that for sure. I, I guarantee that Doom and I spent an afternoon. We got 50 ideas. So I, I love it. I, I pitched on having do the longest inner tube jump, but you know, people get really get broken off with that. So that's like serious consequences. The wedge is consequences, but like you, you get, you clear and you don't hit the, you, the, the oh, that could be really bad. <laughs> yeah. Now we're back to jackass territory. Stomach. <laughs> Someone pumps their stomach open or something. Fuck it out. Oh fuck! Exactly. All right, homeboy. Well, hey, thank my you, best Steve. Your, my best to your whole team over there. Let them know how much we love it. Well, we'll send you a link to this whole thing. Sorry, Dim, I didn't cut you off. No, no, I was just saying thank you. That's awesome. Thank you, guys. I, I again, I really appreciate you having me, and I appreciate the kind words and the support. And thank you again, guys. I really appreciate Thanks, it. Appreciate it. Cheers. This podcast is produced by Free Radicals, an agency founded by Chad White and Damian Farrenport, who operate under the belief that traditional advertising is dead. Chad and Damian believe brands should focus on improving the lives of consumers, and they help you do this by uncovering insights and developing ideas. For more info about what they do and the work they've done, check out their website at www.freeradicals.tv.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.